Welcome to the Fearless Warrior Podcast, a place for athletes, coaches, and parents who know the value of a strong mindset. I'm your host, Coach AB, a mental performance coach on a mission, former softball coach, wife, and mom of three. Each episode, we will dive deep into all things mental performance, mindset tools, and how to rewire the brain for success. So if your goal is to gain the mental edge and learn the secrets of mental performance, you're in the right place. Let's tune in to today's episode. By now, hopefully you have stumbled upon this podcast episode. You already know about the Mentally Stronger Challenge. And if by chance you don't, this is an epic event where I teach you, whether you're a coach or a player, how to become mentally stronger in just five days with five super fun challenges that will challenge how you view the mental side of our game. If you want more details or you want the daily challenges emailed to you, go to fearlesswarriorprogram.com forward slash challenge. I will also link it in the show notes. So let's get into it. If you are listening, I'm so glad that you are here on day three of an epic week together. Today's challenge is Minute to Win It. If you haven't gotten today's challenge, you have one minute to get as many tennis ball catches as you can. Don't worry, there's a YouTube example in the email where you can see exactly how to do it. The point is, is today I want your athlete to feel the pressure. And we can do that with a time constraint like a stopwatch. Shoot, give her a countdown when there's 10 seconds left. Try to beat her score. Have siblings do it. Have teammates do it. Give her that sense of pressure and don't be afraid to heighten it a little bit. That's what makes it so fun. And I'm very curious, can you do a quick little check-in with a grade or better yet, I like scales of one to 10 and you can write this down, you can think about it, but in your head, just give me a pulse on how these challenges are going. 10 would be like, she's crushing these challenges, no sweat, all flying colors here. And if that's you, then heck yeah, you might have a pretty prepared athlete who can handle just about anything mentally. And if you're an alumni of the Fearless Warrior program, I'm hoping that your answer is a 9 or a 10. So if you're an 8 or a 9, she's facing some frustration, but doing okay. If she's a 5, 6, or 7, she's not really sure, but it's not exactly flying colors with her thoughts and emotions. There's definitely a few things coming to the surface that maybe you as a parent weren't aware of. And maybe if you're a two, three, or four, we got some glaring and obvious situations here that you probably weren't aware of. Or if you were aware of it, they're repeating and they're just becoming more apparent to your athlete. And one would be Coach AB, please intervene. She's all yours. Please help us because she is stuck, stuck, stuck. So, Again, give yourself a quick check-in, whether you've done one challenge or two or three, where are you at? Is it a one? Is it a 10? Is it somewhere in between? And have that conversation with your athlete. So on yesterday's podcast, you probably realized you need to address your athlete's sense of self, the core principle we talked about. And today I'm going to share with you why you need mental skills for game day. Remember, this isn't just about teaching her mental skills. It's about putting it all together into a really powerful way. Here at Fearless, we call it the Fearless Warrior Method. 
And we have three core principles that we teach to our athletes to help them become confident in their own abilities, trust their training, and simply enjoy the game they love so much without all the icky feelings, self-doubt, and stuck feeling. And that's how the athletes are describing it. They literally feel stuck because they haven't been taught this before. And we can show your athletes step-by-step how to use these tools and techniques called mental skills to finally play to their full potential and let all of their hard work pay off on game day. So principle one, one that we talked about yesterday was addressing her identity or her sense of self. And principle two that we're going to talk about is We have to give her game tools that she can actually use like any other softball drill. And then the final principle we can talk about later this week, but we have to give her the ability to stand in her power beyond the softball field. And this is the only sure way to get her truly building lasting confidence from within, not confidence based on her playing, not confidence based on a coach not confidence based on praise from you as her parents, and not even confidence from her stats or her performance. When she knows who she is, she has the tools to stay calm and collected, and she knows how to use these tools. She really will be unstoppable out there, even when she does make mistakes. So let's talk about some of these game skills. The biggest mistake I see a lot of athletes make is that they're not training this part of their game. If you're not giving her these tools for her mindset, she will face her negative thoughts, like yesterday's challenge with the thought log. But maybe she has no idea what to do with them, so she's left feeling ashamed and she tries to stuff them down, like the beach ball we talked about. And the mistake of assuming, as a parent, that she knows how. You would never assume that she naturally knows how to hit or to pitch. Remember when she first started. You have given her lessons and drills and tools to be able to learn how to do those skills. And mental skills are the exact same. If she doesn't have these tools, she will forever be riding the roller coaster of emotions and self doubt. Eventually, this roller coaster isn't fun anymore. And the stakes only get higher as she gets older. And it will leave her feeling sick to her stomach, and everyone wants to get off this roller coaster. But it's just going so fast, and there's no end in sight. You go to tryouts, you get her on a team, and by the time you've paid for team dues, uniforms, tournaments, and you've spent countless hours and hundreds, and let's be honest, thousands of dollars, she's afraid to tell you that she wants off the roller coaster, and softball just isn't fun anymore. Have you ever stopped to think about it from her perspective? I can't tell you how many athletes I've coached in sessions where their number one fear, and this is true, this is the number one fear, is the worry and fear of letting others down, specifically parents and coaches. And can you blame them? So if you're seeing some of these things, imagine if I had a game film or a video camera, you guys have your um, whatever those uh, GoPros are on, on the fence, what would it look like? As a mental performance coach, if I'm watching your daughter out there, these are the things that I would look for. Maybe she freezes on pitches, especially important counts when she's hitting, like 3-2, or when her team really needs her to get a hit, or when there's runners on base. 
Um, when she's defeated, even before she goes up to bat, you can see it on her face. Like, hope I get a walk. And maybe she's nervous and you can physically see it. Maybe she's struggling with something specific, like she's getting, uh, she's jumping out of the box. She's afraid of getting hit by the ball and she's jumping out of the box. And this is common with 10 and 12U. And you know she can do it if she would just stand in there with confidence and trust her training as a hitter. In the field, maybe what you're seeing is if there's an air and it keeps snowballing into more airs and you can visibly see her frustration building out there and you know that she's done. Like physically, she's done for. Um, as a pitcher, maybe you see her on the mound and she gets frustrated because she's not pitching strikes or the umpire's not calling them or her teammates aren't making plays behind her and she's looking to her coach like, aren't you going to pull me? When am I going to get pulled? Put me out of my misery. When is this going to be over? And all of these images that you can see, that I can see, that we can see on film, If you can imagine with me, if she did have the tools to overcome these things, what would that make possible? And things like self-talk, how to shift her thoughts when the negativity pops up, when her mean voice is telling her she's not good enough or that she sucks or that she's going to let her teammates down or that they're going to be mad at her, then she knows exactly what to do with those, those lies, those negative thoughts to reframe, refocus, and find her groove again. That's the power of self-talk. We can teach her breathing, how to stay calm in pressure situations before she goes into the box so she can be clear-headed. Visualization or mental imagery so she can believe in herself and her abilities. And does she see them happening in her mind? Does she believe that she can be successful out there? And fun fact, Visualization is a progressive skill, so just telling her to visualize her success doesn't work because her brain is going to sound the alarms of, this isn't real, this hasn't happened yet. You have to give her practice um, visualizing things that she is familiar with Um, without going too deep into it. Some of the things that I do on a coaching call is I have them visualize their favorite dessert, using their five senses, getting her comfortable with this skill. And then we can progress to visualizing softball technique. Another one is failure recovery. Can she bounce back after a mistake, an overthrow, pass ball, strikeout? Even the most embarrassing moments where she knows she messed up, instead of beating herself up, she starts to recognize that it's part of the game. She can flesh it. She can get back in the game and the next inning and be totally unfazed by it. And the cool thing about failure recovery mechanisms is that it's unique to your daughter. We help her build that step by step by step so she can reset. Another one is grounding. This is the ability to stay in the present moment, stay focused when her team needs her the most. This is a mental performance state. What state does she need to be in? And all of these things put together, she builds her routines. And so Does she have that routine of what skills does she need and when? And not every athlete is going to use all of these six game skills. She's going to recognize which ones work the best for her. So I have a story for you. One of my clients that I started working with, um, before we even started working together, they came to me and they said, we've tried these things with our daughter coach. We've done visualization. We've had her listen to podcasts. She journals. And it wasn't working, or at least it wasn't really sticking. 
And she just happens to be a recent graduate of Team 17 from the Fearless Warrior program. And these are her parents' words after she went through our mental training, after she had these exact skills that we're talking about. They said she was aware of her emotions and mindset, but didn't have the tools or helpful skills to fix them. This 12-week program, they're talking about the Fearless Warrior program, gave our daughter just that mental skills tools that she could implement when she needed. I saw her implement the tools consistently and actually share them with us so we could help her too. I notice on the mound her composure is stronger and when she's off, she seems to be able to get back in the zone quicker since she started the program. We have seen so much growth in her mental game and what she has learned has helped in other sports and school as well. So... (laughs) Shout out to the Wens family. So if you are listening to this episode and you hear this shout out, I can't wait to get a text from you because (laughs) this is a surprise to you guys. What's really cool is we do get permission to share these from our fearless fam. And we send out a survey to all of our families after learning these skills so we can get feedback on how to make our programs better with each round. And we are already building Team 19, our 19th cohort of athletes, which is pretty freaking cool. And I get giddy thinking about the next group and who they will be and the things that they will learn together and helping these athletes realize that there's nothing wrong with them. They just haven't been taught these skills yet. And what I help parents to realize is that these skills can be amazing, but if your athlete isn't doing them correctly or they're trying to use them to cover up their inner beliefs, deep down, their subconscious doesn't believe that they're capable of being successful or confident. The analogy I like to use is washing a stinky uniform. Do your girls have really stinky socks, um, a sweaty uniform? I want you to imagine if you found your daughter's stinky, sweaty, dirt-covered socks in the back of your car. Maybe it's Monday morning after a tournament. If this is your daughter, does she have stinky feet? Just imagine with me. If you decided that instead of washing them, you would grab some perfume or some body spray and just give them a little spritz, do you think that that is going to fix the stinky socks? No freaking way. No way are those socks going to smell good. It's going to make it worse because now you have a pile of perfumey, smelly socks that haven't been washed. Gross, right? That's what it's like when we try to layer on motivational quotes, positive mantras, pep talks, motivational talks with our athletes. And deep down, they have some icky beliefs about themselves that need to be cleaned. What do I mean by cleaned? I mean that they must do the inner work to wash their thoughts and start to create a renewed sense of self-belief through mental skills. Only they can wash their socks. Only they can understand how to change their thoughts and take care of their mindset. And we cannot do it for them as parents and coaches. But I promise you, as a mental performance coach, I can walk your daughter through this step by step so that she has the right tools to finally tap into her inner confidence, her inner warrior. And I love that self-discovery that they get. And today's challenge does just that, right? And Okay, so maybe this did put a little bit of pressure on her with the tennis ball. Did she drop the ball? Did she get nervous towards the end of the minute? 
Was she motivated to get it? Was she motivated to beat her score and do it again? And did she get better when she practiced it? All of these things are bringing awareness to your daughter's tendencies when she's doing these challenges. And while we're talking about today's challenge, I'm going to sneak in a secret word. Today's secret word is motivation. Remember, when you collect all five of the podcast's secret words, you can enter them to win Apple AirPods at the end of challenge week. Okay. Don't forget to post your number, the amount of tennis ball catches you got or your athlete got inside of our Facebook group. Each challenge has a post inside our page where you can comment with your results. Okay, so tomorrow, the spotlight has been on your athlete for the most part, but if I didn't address this one thing, I would be doing a massive disservice to the families I work with. This one piece can crumble everything an athlete is working on, both physically and mentally. It's your role as a parent, what you say and how you say it. And I'm going to give you a fair warning. You will get to be on the hot seat tomorrow. But that's all I can say because this challenge is really, really powerful. And I don't want to freak you out. I have had parents tell me that this activity alone has completely changed their relationship with their daughter. So please be brave. Don't freak out, parents. This is an important opportunity for you. So good luck. You'll definitely want to tune in to tomorrow's episode where I'll recap it for you as to why and how to take the information you'll be gaining from your athlete tomorrow and what to do with it. So with that, I will see you on tomorrow's podcast.